Welcome to Conversations with Ipswich School, the podcast where we speak with people in the school and those who've already left to find out what life is really like there. Now in this episode, Saskia Jordan speaks to former pupil Amy and with Silas, currently in year 13. We're going to hear all about apprenticeships and what each of their decisions were regarding these, how the school has helped them both and how to prepare for interviews. But we also hear about their experiences of school life at Ipswich and, as always, what their favourite school dinner is, or was. So come with me as Saskia Jordan introduces our two guests for this episode. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Ipswich School, a podcast in which we talk to an old Ipswichian and a current sixth former. And today we're talking to Amy, who's working at Willis Towers Watson, and to Silas. So Amy, hello and welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Delighted. And hello, Silas. Hello there. Hello. Let's get started straight away. Amy, you've left Ipswich School. What are you doing now? So I left Ipswich in 2017. And the same year I went and got an apprenticeship at the company I work at now, Willis Towers Watson. I completed my apprenticeship last year and now I'm just there as a full-time employee. Excellent. And Silas, what are you doing? You're in year 13. You're currently planning your your next steps what are you thinking about so um i had a look at the whole ucas applications process i've done a little bit of research into university courses i thought about applying to cambridge for engineering but i looked at it and thought the course seemed very theoretical and not at all my street lots of universities were quite similar so i started looking into apprenticeships that's really exciting amy what made you think about an apprenticeship i mean i was probably quite unique in that i knew what i wanted to do When I was going through my A-levels, I knew the direction I wanted to go in. I did have a look at uni. I did have a look at some different options after my A-levels. I think I looked at chemistry, um, possibly languages as well. But in the end, it just wasn't what I was looking for. And the apprenticeship that I wanted could combine all the things that I enjoyed. And, yeah, I, I started learning on the job. So I did a qualification whilst I was on the job. But I also started earning. So I didn't have university debt or anything like that. I've actually been able to save and, you know, start my career early. Yeah. And did you know that you wanted to be in insurance? I did. I've got family who have worked in the industry. I mean, I did loads of different work experience. I had a week at BT looking at their apprenticeship scheme. I had a week at an accountancy firm because I really enjoyed maths at A-level, but it just was not for me. Um, And then I had a week actually at Willis in the team I work in now. And I had a week in an insurance company down in London. So I knew what I liked, what I didn't like and the avenue that I wanted to go down. So the the research and knowing what you're getting into is really important. Massively, massively. I mean, even if you try something and you don't like it, that's just as helpful because you know that that's what you you don't want to go down. You don't want to do. So if that yeah I definitely recommend as much work experience talk to as many OIs as you can if you know any OIs in that field definitely okay so really make sure that you use use the networks that you have ask the right questions find the right people yeah definitely and I mean with how large the OI network is you're probably going to find someone or the school can help you find someone who's doing that kind of career and then you can talk with them, maybe get some work experience and see if it is actually what you want to do. 
there's a real difference in how much practical stuff there is compared to a university course. So a lot of university engineering, you spend a large amount of time studying the theory of a lot of things which won't end up being relevant to you at all, especially in a workplace environment. And they're really competitive, aren't they, Amy? They definitely can be. I mean, I was lucky I knew some people that worked there, so I knew kind of what they were looking for and how I could kind of be that person. But they can be very competitive. I think it's just like university. You've got to show your best self and hope that it's right for the company. And um, so, Silas, will you do lots of interview prep? I imagine I'll do some. Hopefully I can do a fair bit of it off the cuff in the actual interview. (laughs) I back myself to be able to use the gift of the gab from time to time, which is quite useful. Talk a blue streak about anything and anything. And you must have a genuine passion for engineering, though. Oh, yeah. So I've got all sorts of projects that I've got into over the last, I don't know, seven years now. I feel old. Um, But there's a lot of stuff that I've done which is engineering-based but is more practical and less theoretical, so it doesn't necessarily apply to my school courses in the same way. But I've got knowledge of how to use different tools and the reasons why you do different things in certain ways in a workshop, etc. So tell us about one of them. So I recently built a lightsaber for myself because I I fancied doing so. It doesn't cut through things, it's just, it's kind of, it's a prop. But (laughs) for about £7, bit less actually you can get a hundred leds off amazon i chose green because i like green and i hand sold them together into this great long string which is about i think it's about 90 centimeters long and i got some polycarbonate tubing because polycarbonate's really impact resistive wrapped the leds in diffusing foam and just sort of whacked them in there and a bit of drain pipe which happened to slot together nicely with the blade that i made and Voila, you have a lightsaber. Runs on two AA batteries. <laughs> Are you pleased with the lightsaber? I am immensely pleased with it. It can light up a full room and everything. It's just, it's what I was hoping for. And don't you also um, repurpose computers? Yeah, I, I went through a real phase of that recently of buying broken MacBooks on eBay and trying to fix them up and sell them. MacBooks particularly just because it's much easier to find information about them. They're so ubiquitous but also they sell for a reasonable amount of money so there's a bit of an incentive there as well that's amazing so um amy i'm gonna this this has always intrigued me about apprenticeships because i think about the university experience and i think about um the socializing and the clubs and the the bits that aren't the teaching how do you manage to 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 get that into the apprenticeship experience so the apprenticeship that i joined we had a cohort of about 20 people in ipswich so i'd say it's just like your uni course you're going to have number of people or you know your uni halls you're gonna have a number of people that you get to know we went on nights out we had we were all in different teams so your specific team might do certain activities I know that my team at work we have like before covid we had monthly um, lunches and we had evenings out you know you still get that experience and then if not if your friends are at uni you just go visit them and have that experience there as well. You've got the best of both worlds, I'd say. Yeah, that's really reassuring. So possibly as well, you want to be looking at, when people are looking at apprenticeships, they want to be looking at the numbers of intake and the and the, the way it's managed within the company. So you do get a bit more of that, that buzzy experience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if that's, in, if that's one of the important factors, I knew that, that was one of the things that I was worried about missing out on, not going to university, but I'm lucky that I didn't have that issue. Fantastic. 
I'm going to talk about school specifically now. Amy, I know you were really into drama. What sort of things do you think you did at school that have helped you um, in your apprenticeship and in, in your job at the moment? I did I did uh, CS drama, I think it's community drama. I wasn't someone who was actually out on stage. I was more in the background doing like the technical side of things. So if we had a play, I was in the background making sure everyone was ready with their props and whatever. So I think the organisational side of that, to make sure that you're ready for everything. I mean, I have to be organised in my day-to-day work all the time. But also, because I did CS drama and I was a drama prefect, so helping the younger years in drama club, I think subconsciously I was, I was like becoming more confident and didn't feel like I was, I don't know, in front of loads of people talking. But at the same time, I was kind of building up that confidence unknowingly that makes yeah. sense no it so, totally does yeah yeah I think you don't realize that you're doing it but it does help and now I've been involved in presentations at work that when I was at school I probably wouldn't have felt confident enough to do but because it was slowly built up I've now been able to do that I've been able to do I think I've done a couple of apprenticeship talks actually at Ipswich school now which if you would have told me that like in year nine I would have been like no that's not <laughs> that's not something I would ever do but it's just interesting how you know, you build up that confidence over yeah. time. So I hear that a lot. I hear that it's not just the, the say, the, like the main leads in the plays or the main roles in the sports team, say, but there's lots of opportunity at every level and that that's probably what helps people later on in life. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think anything, any experience like that, it all helps, whether you know it or not at the time. It, it does help looking back on it. It makes a lot of sense how I now feel more confident to do those kind of things because I had yeah. that experience earlier on. Silas, what about you? What do you do outside of um, lessons? So I had quite a similar experience with CCF. Just being going from no training whatsoever, we had a bit of instructional course at the end of year 11, and then suddenly year 12, you're an NCO, go. And the year above only had two NCOs, so they would <laughs> coordinate us, and I'd just be told, right, you're teaching this afternoon. And here's what you're already covering. You have half an hour. Do what you can. That improvisation to a room full of people who are supposed to be learning something hopefully important from me, that has definitely been a skill I've had to develop somewhat. But I'm a lot more confident in that now. I did more drama when I was low down in the school. Kind of regret not doing a bit more, so I've signed up for the musical this year. I haven't had auditions yet, but with a little bit of luck, I'll uh, get a reasonably fun place hopefully a lead character but only time will tell were you doing drama in the prep school there was a bit of drama in the prep school indeed at the end of the prep school in year six in year six play i played one of the lead characters i was in drag although i wouldn't have known to call it that at the age of 11 (laughs) (laughs) but that was that was excellent fun what what were you playing i was playing the um sort of think the pantomime mother character the equivalent of that I was supposed to be Nursey Gersey. (laughs) I can't quite hit the same falsetto anymore, unfortunately. (laughs) But it's amazing how many many of the students in Year 13 still remember the Year 6 play. So I'm delighted that that's (laughs) stayed with us. What do you think you're most proud of in your time here, Amy? Probably my exam results right at the end. I mean, I... I struggled a bit with my A-level exams. I used to get quite anxious at the, it may sound silly, but the, like the exam environment. 
yeah. I think it was put on a lot of pressure that I didn't need to put on myself so I had a lot of support from the school actually when I was going through that so just getting through my A-levels and not well getting you know decent results at the yeah. end of them yeah, um, managing probably. to cope with the stress and yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah definitely Absolutely. definitely yeah. okay and what about you Silas what will you remember as being most proud of when you leave Probably the CCF, if I'm honest. It's it's where I feel like I've made the most difference to actual other people's lives. Because most of the stuff I do in school is just, I need to learn this, this is for me to do. If I don't do it, I'm the one who deals with the consequences. It's no big deal for anyone else. But teaching the younger cadets, is there's this real sense of, oh, okay, I, I'm very much responsible for these people and making sure that they're doing okay. And that, that's been... a really useful and really helpful experience just in me as a person improving stuff yeah it's it's actually also what I noticed about talking to sixth formers is that all most of the sixth forms I, t- I speak to there's a real sense of community and a sense of the school community and being at the top of the school means that you, you you're speaking for the school do you feel that as a prefect um yeah so I'm a Brooke senior prefect and that means that I am going to be giving a house assembly, for example, in two weeks' time, which I admittedly have done less planning than I should have done for it, but I've still got time, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm, Don't worry, no one will know. <laughs> there, there is a sense of more responsibility. I think I've done more admin in a week and a half this year than I did in all of last year. It's much more responsibility, which is good and bad. Yep. And then I'm going to ask you, Amy, what would you say to your 18 year old self what advice would you give yourself I think like I previously said just take all the opportunities that you can get as much work experience as you can just to see what you like what you don't like believe in the path that you're taking as well I mean in my year if you were doing an apprenticeship I think you'd definitely be in the minority so you may have been bucking a trend a little bit but you just believe that what you're doing is the right thing and keep going and if it's not then you know it's not the end of the world you can go and try something else okay and Silas what about you what would you say to your 11 year old self think about when you were in year seven I think the main thing would be learn that it's okay not to be the best at things it's okay to fail because these last few years I've really come to realize I had this massive block around the idea of not being good at something to the point where I would just ignore entire activities because I wasn't good at them so Maths. I was never as good as my brother. And internally at some point I decided that meant I'm not good at maths. And I stopped trying. And I only really got past that yeah. late year eight, early year nine and started to turn things around and do better. But I was just... It was this sense of if I can't do it, then it's just something I'm not going to do. There's no sense being bad at something. And that's complete nonsense because I actually enjoy maths nowadays and... I wish that I'd started working on it sooner. Yeah, so really you're saying just ban the whole idea of being perfect or and just accept that you're being the best that you can and enjoy the learning for what it is? Yeah, and just you don't have to be the best at everything. So I had this real sense of I identified myself as good at science. That was a huge thing for me. And then I met people who are better than me at science and I had this whole crisis of, okay, there goes half my identity. What am I going to do now? But it's okay, there will be people who are better than you. You've just got to move on and do your best. Try and keep up. That's excellent advice. Amy, can I just, when you come and talk to uh, the students at which is all about apprenticeships, what, what are your top tips? I know that we should look broadly, we should find out what we like and don't like. 
when you it, say they get an apprenticeship, what should they be doing to prepare? I think definitely when you're going for an interview, make sure that you've got real life examples of I don't know what have you struggled with before, how have you overcome a certain situation. I think interview prep is really, really useful and important. And then, you know, if you get that apprenticeship, put in as much effort as you can in the first couple of... I mean, obviously, put in effort for the entire time. But put in as much effort as you can in the first couple of weeks, months, because that is a great building block then for the rest of your career. You know, your team will get a brilliant impression of you. They'll think very highly of you. And then you'll get more and more responsibility as you go on with the rest of your career I mean I'm four years down the line and my manager's supporting me and helping me to progress on my path that I want to I want to go into management and my my manager is helping me get prepared for that when the time comes so yeah definitely try and try your hardest right at the beginning to make a good impression and learn as much as you can oh and don't be afraid to ask questions ever my team would say I ask loads of questions and it's better that you ask questions if you don't know something than you leave it for ages and then you're like, oh, how do I ask a question now? Just don't be afraid. That is excellent advice. Just, yeah, for anyone in work, isn't it, really? Because you leave the question for too long and then you... then Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is great advice. Um, what's been the most fun parts of being an apprenticeship? Probably my team. I've been really lucky with the team that I've worked in and it feels like a little family. So the team that I work in make everything so much better and really special. I mean, getting my qualification for like when I finished my apprenticeship, that was quite a big moment for me as well because I thought I'd done it. I can now move on and, you know, build up my career as I need to. Great. That's fantastic. Thank you. My silly questions now. Okay. For both of you and I'll ask Silas first because you're you're in year 13 best place to hang out at school school field or sixth form center school field always so much more space so much more comfortable excellent and Amy what about you my group kind of dotted around the school I think we started off like in the English corridor went to the science block went up to languages and then ended up in DT I don't think we really did the sixth form center but we went all over the place all over the place okay and best school dinner silas i think it's got to be the uh they do a really good chili taco bake and it's just it hits the spot every time it's what i want to see <laughs> amy can you remember school dinners what was your favorite um, i used to think the pizza was pretty good the little rectangular pizza slabs we used to get if not i used to like the chicken and sweet corn pie i used to love that for some reason um i like the pizza and uh best school trip uh let's go let's go silas first again best school trip you've been on fives nationals i think it was year 10 that was just amazing it's a great experience because fives is such a niche sport even if you're not very good you can still have a good competition at nationals and play good games at your level and just fives team stubbs and bowton are excellent i would recommend fives to anyone who's starting Ipswich school Brilliant advice. Amy, best school trip? Probably the Spanish trip for me. I can't remember if it was year 11, no, year 9, year 10, but I've got so many good memories from that. I love that trip. Fantastic. Um, right, well, that's all my questions. Thank you so much. I've learned so much, Amy, about, well, lots about how to get an apprenticeship, but also um, how to really hit the ground running. Silas, really interesting to hear about 
all the stuff you're doing around engineering and lightsabers and and sticking with maths so thank you so much goodbye from us goodbye from amy and from silas thank you bye thank you goodbye so that was former pupil Amy and also Silas from Year 13. Thank you to both of you for joining Saskia on this episode of The School Podcast. If you have any questions following anything that you've heard on this, then you can reach the school by visiting www.ipswitch.school. And now our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.